You don't need motivation to achieve your goals, but it definitely helps. I came across this idea of motivation and it literally blew my mind. So our motivation is determined by the degree to which we believe that we have control over our life. So for example, if someone thinks that they're stuck and they can't control their circumstances, I like to look at this as being victim mentality. We all know those people that it's always everybody else's fault. It's the government's fault. It's their family's fault that they can't eat healthy and just on and on. Okay. So playing victim, having victim mentality. If someone doesn't feel like they can control their circumstances, of course, they're not going to be motivated. But when someone realizes that their decisions and their actions create their reality, therefore they have full control over their circumstances. So if they want to change, they have the power to create it. These people will be more motivated. And I want to help you become one of these people. I want to help you realize that you have power over your circumstances, over your situations, over your health, over your goals that you set and maybe haven't quite achieved. You have the power to create that. So today we're going to be talking about four methods to master self-motivation. Number one, use rewards, consequences, and commitment devices. So really our motivation is controlled by two needs. One, avoiding pain and two, experiencing pleasure. We can do this by rewarding ourselves when we follow through and the key is the follow through. And so whenever we talk about rewards in this situation, you want to train your brain to associate motivation with pleasure. We are much more likely to follow through whenever we know that pleasure is on the other side. So an important note around this, because this is health and fitness topic podcast and everything, and I personally have struggled with my relationship with food, as I know that many of you are or have as well. So we do not want our reward to be food focused. We want to have experience focused rewards. For example, saying I will complete my workout tonight before 7 p.m. so I can enjoy my favorite TV show That is an experience-focused reward. You are motivating yourself to get your workout done, and as your reward, you get to watch your favorite TV show. Thinking about consequences, using consequences to increase our motivation. So this is the idea of training your brain to associate a lack of motivation and a lack of action with pain. Therefore, something that we're not going to enjoy. So this example could look like if I do not complete my workout before 7 p.m. tonight, I will skip my favorite show. As mentioned, the big key here is the follow through. Just as we would discipline a dog or discipline a child, we also have to implement our consequences. If we do not follow through with what we committed to doing, and honestly, it takes practice in coming up with realistic expectations and realistic commitments. So maybe practice on that first before you really start implementing consequences because the last thing we want is to include self-sabotaging behaviors and negative self-talk and and those types of things. So once you have realistic expectations and commitments of yourself, that is where we can start implementing the consequences to help keep your motivation high. 
So the third thing under point number one, thinking about commitment devices, I can't help but think of the saying of you pay attention to what you pay for. And this is also key for your health and fitness goals. So if you're only spending 10 to $50 per month on a gym membership or a cheap cookie cutter plan, let's be honest, a meal out costs more than that. So you're clearly not that invested into your goals. So if you skip the gym a few weeks in a row, the most you've lost is 50 bucks. Again, you spend more than that on random Amazon purchases or random Target sprees alone. So raise the stakes and you'll increase your commitment and your motivation. The second method I want to share with you so that you can master your self-motivation is going to be to change the way you communicate with yourself. This is a lot of the mindset side of things that I work with clients inside of the Health Excel Academy to overcome because the way you communicate with yourself about task directly influences your motivation to complete that task or to not complete that task. So a simple shift in have to versus get to is a game changer in how we show up for ourselves and follow through. I have to do laundry. I have to work out. I have to meal prep. Those all sound like chores and no one likes chores. I get to do laundry. I get to work out. I get to meal prep. Now that sounds like a blessing. I get to do laundry because I have a washing machine and a dryer that will make my clothes clean and smell amazing. And there are some that don't have that luxury. I get to work out and move my body because it is capable and I am strong and healthy. I get to meal prep and fuel my body to support my goals. So next time you feel yourself engaging in negative self-talk, interrupt this pattern by asking these three questions. Number one, how does this task move me closer to my long-term goals? Number two, what other benefits am I going to gain from completing this task? And number three, what about this task am I thankful for? This trick, these three questions, when you give them the time that they deserve, so you can't move on until you come up with an authentic answer for each of these questions. But by answering these, you give yourself a reason to complete your task and not just any reason, a compelling reason that's going to motivate you and then the motivation will continue to come a lot easier. Method number three, this is important. Listen up, write it down if you are able. Surround yourself with the right people. There's a famous quote by Jim Ron that says, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. The people that you associate with often determines the type of person you become. Honestly, this is the main reason why I love the gym atmosphere. I mean, really, I could work out anywhere, but stepping into the gym means that I'm joining other people that are all there to better themselves, and that motivates the heck out of me. Like, there are people of all ages and races, and everyone looks different, and people are tall, and people are short, and it just motivates me so much because it's So many people with different backgrounds, different diversities, different stories, they are all there for the same reason, to better themselves. And so this is just a little side note here. If you find yourself facing gym intimidation, just know that everyone is there for themselves. They are not there to look at you and to point fingers and to critique what you're doing. I mean, okay, there are some older people in the gym that may try to tell you one way or the other, but regardless... Let's get excited about the fact that we have something in common with the people we are surrounded with inside of the gym. But it doesn't stop there. The community of friends that you have, 
the people you surround yourself in your workplace. These people matter, so choose these people wisely. And method number four, reflect on your goals often. Goals are great, but they're meaningless when we only create them without reviewing them. How many times have you set goals and you got so excited and then two weeks later it's like, uh, what, what, what am I working towards? Like, oh, I wanted to lose weight. Um, but what goals did I set for myself? That's my point. Without reviewing your goals, day-to-day busyness distracts you from building the momentum that you need. And then you'll likely find yourself six to 12 months from now thinking, I was so motivated. What happened? So I have two simple steps for you to increase your visualization and your reflection around the goals that you set. So number one, create a morning routine where you review your goals and commit to them each day with small action steps, going back to setting realistic expectations for yourself on a day-to-day basis. Number two, write your goals where you can see them. Often, I'm talking daily, multiple times a day. This could be a sticky note at your desk. This could be by your bedside. This could be as a screensaver on your phone. This could be at the top of your journal. Whatever that looks like for you, make sure that you are setting these reminders for yourself so that you're not just forgetting about the goals that you're working towards. To turn your goals into a reality, you have to make them part of every aspect of your life. And then that may sound a little obsessive or that may sound a little controlling like, oh my gosh, health and fitness is going to control my life if you have health goals. But that's kind of the point. The point is to turn this into a lifestyle because when it's a lifestyle, it no longer feels like you're having to check things off of a checklist. It is just part of who you are and you don't have to worry about what can I eat or you don't have to worry about what workout should I do. Health and fitness will literally come natural to you once it is part of your lifestyle. So really, getting motivated is the easy part, but the real success comes when you stay motivated. If you enjoyed this episode, check out episode number 22, Motivation Sucks, and that's okay. I share the eight major reasons why you are short on the motivational energy that you need and how to fix it all. So go check it out now. Thank you for supporting this podcast. I am so very grateful for you. If you believe in me and what I do and would like to support me, a very simple way to do so is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with one of your friends. Thank you so much. Have a great day and I'll see you next episode.